0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Stuff I Heard podcast. This is your host, Josh Peek, and today happens to be some unknown date. November the 12th, it's a Thursday of 2020, and I um, still am not working. I am still without proper vision in my right eye. Uh, If you guys are keeping up with this, I had an injury to my eye, and I'm still recuperating. I'm still... Going through the stages that I need to heal. Um, I am going to a cornea specialist tomorrow to seek out what's to be done next or if anything can be done next or I just have to wait. Um, So far, it looks like every step of the way, I'm just having to wait. Um, I guess it just takes a while for this to heal. So in the meanwhile, um, I have short-term disability kicked in, which is good that we were able to at least put food on the table and we're okay. Um, This doesn't hurt right now. uh, And I can't open it longer now as you can, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see my eye open. I don't know if you can see up close how my pupil is super dilated, but uh, they keep it dilated all day. I'm putting drops in twice a day that keeps it dilated pretty much at all times, which means it's very hard for me to be outside much. Um, I do have the light on above me today which is something new that I'm trying. I'm just seeing how long I can stand it before I have to turn it off. So if you're watching this on YouTube and you see me turn it off, you'll go, oh, he just hit his limit. So anyway, I'm just trying it out. This is the Stuff I Heard podcast. Let me talk about some stuff I heard. Okay, first off, right off the bat, I just want to kick this off saying yesterday was Veterans Day and thank you to all the veterans out there. Um, People come up to me all the time and say thank you for your service, which is fine. I was lucky. I was not in combat's way. I was in during peace times, pretty much. Um, December of 94 to, to, I got out early TAD, October of 98. And we really didn't have any conflicts going on at the time. Desert Storm was finishing up and Somalia hadn't yet kicked off. I mean, it sort of had, I had a couple of times where I was on a flight deck and they were like, all right, you got to be ready to go now. I was like, um, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, it was suddenly one of those things where we had to be ready and I never got sent, which is a good thing. Um, anytime you can peacefully resolve something, that's great. There are a lot of people out there that are specially trained to do the hard work, to do the thing that nobody wants to do, to do the thing that nobody wants to talk about, to do the thing that you see on the movies. Now, it's not always like the movies, of course, because they glamorize it and they make it look like you know, some guys walking in there like Clint Eastwood, and he's just gonna pick off guys right and left with just, you know, and everybody falls down. And it's it's not always that way. Um, there are some decent movies out there that portray it pretty accurately. And for the guys who actually went through that stuff, they tend not to want to watch that stuff. Um, in my experience of the guys I've talked to who've been in it, they don't want to watch it. It it brings up too many memories, too many too much PTSD, or or there's too many things in it that are fake to them. And they're like, no, it didn't happen that way. It wouldn't happen that way. No, this is all wrong. This is, and some people can watch movies like that that have been in real life situations like that. And they can enjoy the movie because they can critique the movie and say, none of this is real. This is all fake. This is, that wouldn't work this way. This wouldn't work that way. There's no way this person would have done that and blah, 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 blah. The list goes on and on. Now, the good thing about movies like that is it is entertaining to the people who don't, ever experience it for the, for the people who never know anybody who's been in that situation. Even if you know somebody who's been in that situation, it's still a little hard to watch. Um, I know guys that have been in that situation and it's hard to watch for me. Um, I learned a lot about patriotism and a a lot about our country, not in school. I mean, while I was in school, yes, we took history classes, and yes, we learned about history, but we didn't really learn about history. We kind of learned what you're supposed to learn in school to pass tests. And then when I joined the military, I didn't really understand why when I was a kid that we stood to pledge allegiance to the flag. I didn't understand that kind of stuff. I didn't know what it meant. When I was in the Marine Corps, we learned what it meant. We, were, we learned the sacrifice that men and women made all over the world, to struggle for whatever it is that they deemed was important to them, why our country was formed, why the Marine Corps was formed, why the different services fought side by side to ensure that we are somewhat at peace. Um, Are we at peace? There's a debate on that. Uh, You know, we have our own political crap going on. And with that, there's other things that are going on. Um, But there's special veterans out there that I know personally and I'm so thankful for the sacrifices that they went through. And I'm so thankful that so many men and women show up often. This is a volunteer service. We have a, we have a volunteer service of men and women who show up, put on the uniform and say, what do you need me to do? Now that carries over into civilian life. That carries over into the people that you meet every day. I got a list from work of a long list of people that we work with who are prior military. Thank you for your service. And it lists. I was, I was listing them off and reading them, and I was like, wow, this thing keeps going. I kept scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and I was going, of course these are the people I work with. Of course it is. And every one of those people, I went, yeah, every one of those guys, every one of those girls, every one of those people are exemplary people. They're the people that I count on. They're the people that I don't ever have to second guess if they're going to show up or not. They're, they're the kind of people that I don't question whether or not they're going to be able to do their job or at least represent themselves professionally. Every one of those people. Now, years ago, someone asked me, do you think it should be mandatory that everybody serve? And back then my answer was yes. Um, Years later, I changed my answer to no, because as you get older, you develop, you know, different ideas of how things should be. It still should be volunteer. It still should be a situation where those men and women who want to serve can serve. Now, do I think a draft is necessary? I hope not. I hope it never comes to that. Um, should it have been necessary during Vietnam? No, no. We learned later that, that was not a war we should have been involved in. Um, we landed it in the name of of freedom and and you know, we're helping these people out fend off communism. And we learned later it was a lot about drugs and Afghanistan and the control of drugs and the control. There's a lot of things we learn about why we're in certain positions later on that we go, why are we even there? And we are a country at war. We've been at war. I mean, if you think about people in general, people have been at war for a very long time. They have fought each other for mineral rights, for property rights, for rights to, to land or water or whatever, minerals. I mean, that's the big thing now is rare minerals. We may go in there and claim, oh, no, we're here to save you guys. By the way, we're going to take all this bauxite and cobalt and whatever strange stuff it is that helps my Tesla run back home because I get to make a huge profit on that kind of stuff. makes my cell phone cooler. I can talk longer on it without having to charge it because these rare minerals can be charged and electrified. We don't want to talk about that. I don't know if history will one day show America as the bad guy. I mean, what separates us from being how the world sees us versus how we see Germany and Hitler? I mean, other than the fact that we don't occupy the place for occupation's sake, we don't, I mean, we kind of do, though. Everywhere we go, we throw up a flag and we build a base and we're like, oh, right, we're going to live here now. We're going to make sure you guys are, make sure you guys are doing what you're supposed to be doing. Are we helping? That's a big question. That's a question for people a lot smarter than I am. I like to be an optimist. I like to think the best of people. I like to think that in the overall scheme of things, there is an altruistic good reason for us to do the things that we do. If it's not, I mean, then we have to make decisions on what we want to support. For me personally, I still support veterans. I still support this country. Um, you know, we just had an election, and a lot of people are, are pissed off. A lot of people are happy. In the military, I learned a long time ago that if you go up for promotion and somebody else got it, you go, all right, good for you. You probably deserved it. Okay, I got to work harder next time. And you move on, and a guy may be your buddy. The guy may be a guy that's not a buddy. It may be somebody who's a butthole. Hey, they're the new boss. Fall in line. Let's do the job. Get it done. What do you need done? That's what you're supposed to do. Now I get it. America was founded on rebels. America was founded on, you know, the British telling us what to do. And at some point we said, F you, we're going to fight you. And we're going to, we're going to win. And we won. We won our independence. Okay. Well, what kind of independence do you want? There's a big push for libertarians. Libertarians saying that you deserve to do whatever you want to do. And I've learned from listening to podcasts, specifically Time Suck, uh, with Dan Cummins, talk about people who did what they wanted to do, and they did horrible things to people. Um, Some cult starts up in the name of Jesus, or or the Lord, or Joseph Smith, or whatever, Muhammad, and suddenly they build their own little compound, and they start having sex with all of the, the people's wives, and then the children, and then it gets way off the rails, and Okay, maybe people shouldn't be allowed to do anything they want to do. Maybe there's some bad people out there. There's a lot of people that I learned from listening to that podcast that just follow. They're just followers. None of them are leaders. And I wonder what makes somebody a follower or a leader? This would be a good conversation for somebody to have with me, you know, kind of a back and forth. What makes a good follower and a good leader? I don't know. I mean, there could be some argument said that because I have a podcast and because I have people listening, that I'm some kind of a leader and I have the people who listen to it are some kind of followers. On some level, they're correct. Um, Joe Rogan could be called a a leader, even though I've heard him say multiple times, I am just a guy. I'm just a meathead. For whatever reason, I've tapped into something that people want to listen to. Okay, great. He's right. He's right. For whatever reason, I may have something that you guys like to listen to. And that's great. I appreciate it. But I'm also human. I'm also flawed. And I'm also easy to to just go ahead and say, I don't know a lot of this stuff. This is stuff I heard, not stuff I know. I mean, I'm literally the guy who put bailing wire in his eye by accident. I mean, how smart can I be? (laughs) What I like to do is I like to encourage I like to tell you, you can do these things. You can do a lot of things, a lot more than you think you can. And we have tools available to us to learn. We have people available to us to want to teach us. All we have to do is find those resources and use them. Now, let's face it. There's a lot of distractions out there. The new PlayStation 5 and the new Xbox 5 came out. I don't know if that's what they're calling it, but whatever. I've already seen people saying they got their Xbox and there's people posting videos on Facebook of them catching on fire. That's not good. Um, I've already said that video games long left me. I can't continue with those things. I can barely play the games on my phone right now. I mean, it's all I can do to to keep up with that crap. Um, I kind of dig the Nintendo Switch thing. I think that would be cool. I played it. My brother got it for his daughter, and I played it one time, and it seems like it's kid-friendly. It's, it's me-friendly. It doesn't have all those stupid buttons on your H finger. It has to press something at the same time, and they have to move in coordination, and I can't do that. I don't have that level of of coordination or care, honestly. See, that's the thing. I used to play a lot of video games, and then I realized that my life was suffering, and if I quit playing video games and spent more time in my life, my life would get better, but I'd have to let the games go, and I did. It's just how it is. I need my money to go towards something else. I need my time to go towards something else. I need the the thing that I give a crap about to go somewhere else. And at some point, I didn't give a crap about the games. I literally just went, okay, and I put it away. I handed it off. And there's a lot of people out there like me. There's a lot of people out there that are grown adults who spend their entire days and nights playing video games, and that's all they do. Now, Here's, a, here's another debate that I could have with somebody. Why? Okay, so there's a big thing that says that the reason people do that is because they want to feel some sort of accomplishment, some sort of achievability that they don't have in their normal life. I can't fly, but on this game, I can fly around the city. I can't be a success in my own life, but in this game, I can be a success. I can't build a city, but on here, I can build a city. Whatever the thing is. And there was an argument years ago that, you know, violent video games are going to make people violent. And there's been arguments on both sides saying, yes, they have, or no, they haven't. I think in large, they figured out that they really haven't. They've actually given people who have that tendency an outlet so that they don't commit the acts. I think the bigger part is that a lot of people feel alone. Anyway, happy Veterans Day. I don't know how I got off on that tangent, but happy Veterans Day to all the veterans. I appreciate you. Many others do too. And if you were to look around in your community, you'd be surprised at how many people are veterans. See, that's the thing. If any country ever thought about, I'm going to invade America, good luck. (laughs) Good luck with that. We know how that works out for you. Um, I've seen some cool stuff on TV and I want to talk about it. Okay. Just hang with me a second. Amazon Prime has this show that, that they advertised and it's called Wayne. W-A-Y-N-E, Wayne on Amazon Prime. Okay. Now I did some research and apparently this was a show that was on YouTube TV. Whenever YouTube TV was going to create their own content, they've since decided, nah, it's just not our thing. We're not going to do that. This was like one of their highest rated shows on YouTube TV. I never heard about it until Amazon Prime picked it up. It is awesome. It's made by the people who made Deadpool. And it is awesome. It's this kid who's in high school and he's just like a total badass. And he, <laughs> it's, it's super messed up. It's in uh, the Brockton, Massachusetts area. So everybody's got a thick Boston accent. And uh, I should, that's incorrect to say a thick Massachusetts ass, uh, accent, I should say. Um, the guy who plays mayhem on the commercials, you know, with all the bandages on his face all the time, he's one of the guys in the, in the show and he's got a thick thick Boston accent and it's, the show's great. It's funny. It's, it's a lot of vulgar stuff. There's a lot of vulgar humor, vulgar violence, but it's done in a Deadpool-ish kind of way. That's just silly and absurd. And I love the main character, Wayne. He's awesome. (laughs) Him and Delilah are great. I love it. Um if you like Deadpool, you're going to love Wayne. Check it out. Okay? Highly recommend. Um The Mandalorian, uh the second episode of season 2 came out and um <clears throat> okay, spoiler alert. If you don't want to hear about it, just skip past this part. But if you've watched it and you want to talk about it, here's your point. It's just a filler episode. There's nothing going on. I mean, you get to see some some cool-looking spiders, a bunch of spiders. You can tell their budget is way up this year on the CGI. There's a crap ton of spiders. There's a frog in it that jumps around, and there's Baby Yoda or whatever you want to call it, the child eating the frog eggs. Listen, every episode that that they do has some point in it that comes around later. I don't know what the point of this episode was. If it's that you're going to see the frog lady later and she's going to help you, or if maybe the the eggs become something or maybe eating the eggs does something to the child. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the point of it was. It was just a filler episode to me. I mean, if you're going to make eight episodes, this has to be something. I mean, they usually don't just do filler episodes, but this felt like a filler episode. After the first episode that was so phenomenal with Boba Fett and Timothy Oliphant and the whole thing with the giant crepe dragon... This was kind of a letdown, but I'm sure they have a purpose. I mean, John Favreau is not an idiot. These guys that are making this stuff are not idiots. They've got some plan that's going to come around and you're going to be like, oh, oh, I see what you did. Okay, oh, hey, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I totally get why you did that episode. Right, right, cool. So maybe it'll come around. I mean, you got two X-Wing fighters that are that are harassing the uh, the Mandalorian, and to me it was like, it was like uh, he was a black guy driving a nice car in L.A. and the police were harassing him. That's kind of what it seemed like. But in the end, they came to the safety and they saved him. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, it is what it is. Um, I watched the uh, latest episode of The Right Stuff. It's moving along slowly. Um, what I write? I wrote a thing about um, Dean is out of the program due to a heart arrhythmia. I can't remember, but I think... When I watched Apollo 11, I think Dean is the guy who becomes like the, the head controller guy. I can't really remember. I know this is based on facts and I could look it up, but I'm just too lazy. I got too much, too much sitting around watching TV going on to look up facts. If you want to watch facts, you check out my buddy's podcast, 5 and 40. Greg looks up facts and he tells you all kinds of facts that you can learn from. I tell you all kinds of stuff you can look at and go, ooh, I see what you saw there. And that's cool. Big shout out to my buddy, Greg. Hey, by the way, Greg hasn't done a podcast uh, since September 20th. So if you've got a way to communicate to Greg Steele, reach out to him and say, hey, buddy, where's the podcast? How about put an episode out? We're waiting because, you know, he needs a nudge every now and then. I told him I would be on his podcast. We could figure out how to do it, link on the here and do the computer thing. And I could be a guest on his. And he's like, yeah, well, you could do that. And then nothing happened. Of course, that's better than Josh West, who keeps keeps saying he's going to make a podcast and just never has. Not that I'm calling him out, but you know what I'm saying. Um, I'm watching Supernatural. I had a friend of mine tell me a long time ago that I would really dig it. He's like, if you like the X-Files, you're going to dig this. And I was like, okay. So I've been watching Supernatural. The episodes aren't real heavy. Um, There's some of them that are spooky. I have figured out that I can't watch them close to bedtime because it gives me nightmares. And I'm one of those people that I do a pretty good job of being able to take myself out of a bad dream. Um, I I used to have bad dreams as a kid and I realized that at some point they were because of the things that I was watching before I went to bed and I changed what I watched before I went to bed and I slept better. Um, Your mind as a young adult develops, okay? Okay. I heard this said on a podcast a long time ago, that every person in your dream is you, whether you realize it or not. I mean, if you have, like this guy I was talking about, he had a dream about his mom and he heard his mom's feelings and he's like, but my mom's not having that dream. I'm having the dream about my mom. I know her feelings are hurt because I am my mom in this dream. I populated her in my brain. He also says that every person that you come into contact with could be someone that you have in your dream as a person. You don't you don't dream up a person that you've never seen before. You create a character out of the people that you come into contact with on a regular basis. Those are the things you dream about. And somewhere in there, I learned that if I'm having a bad dream, it's because I am thinking about something. It's because I am working out a problem in my head. My subconscious is working on a problem or my unconscious, whatever you want to call it, is working on a problem of how to survive in a situation. If this were to occur now, Some of these scenarios never pop up until you see them in a movie or a TV show. And there's a lot of crazy scenarios in this show, Supernatural. A lot of them I've learned about, you know, listening to podcasts, mainly time suck, Um, also watching X Files and stuff like that. But I've just learned that I can't watch it close to bedtime, I can watch it during the daytime as it gets to be about seven o'clock, Hey, it's time to watch some feel good comedy goofy show, like Big bang, bang theory and watch re- reruns of big bang theory every night and fall asleep and sleep just fine. Or old episodes of friends or I dream of Jeannie, or we've been watching, you know, I love Lucy some, you know, and stuff like that. Um, top gear, <laughs> watch them be silly, drive cars fast. Um, that kind of stuff helps me sleep better. I don't know why, but it just does. So, Uh, I'm on the second season of Supernatural. I am not a fan right now. (laughs) I'm watching it as kind of like background stuff. And I'm honestly just playing around on my phone while it's on because it just hasn't grabbed me yet. Now, I know a lot of people who are super fans. And this show apparently was on TV for, God, 18 seasons, I think. Um, I think they just filmed their last season this year. I looked it up online. It apparently started in 2002. It's an incredibly long run for a show. Um, it was kind of neat to see Negan as one of the characters. He's the dad. I don't know if anybody's ever seen it, but he's the dad of the two brothers. And and uh, yeah, so whatever. I'm watching that. I'm not a super fan yet, but I'll keep you up to date on what I think about it. I am on season two. It's slow. I mean, whatever. It, it's... It's just something to mindlessly have on TV, I guess. I'll let you know if it gets better. How about that? Does it sound good? Okay. All right, moving forward. Um, I want to talk about this show, uh, My Next Guest by David Letterman. It's on Netflix. Um, I've talked about it before. I've talked about watching him interview multiple people. I thought that the um, Dave Chappelle one was the best so far. And I still stand by that, Um, but I have watched Melinda Gates' episode, and I am impressed with her. Um, I used to be impressed with her because she found Bill attractive, other than the fact that he was super rich. Um, I used to think, wow, she really convinces herself all the time of, yep, he's the guy I'm with. But the older I get, the more I realize that's not the case people find love in each other through all sorts of things and it's oftentimes the things that people don't see. Women have an innate ability to fall in love with guys even though they look like ogres. I mean, let's face it. Most dudes I know have a way prettier wife than they are. Case in point. (laughs) But I'm more impressed with her Ability to care about everything. Like she has a realization in their wealth that they have an obligation to give back. And there's a lot of people that talk crap about Bill Gates, talking about how he's the center of all things that are wrong. And I get that. I get that you want to have a bad guy and it's easy to point fingers at the guy with the money and say he's the bad guy. But I really think watching his show inside Bill Gates brain or mind or something like that. that's on Netflix and watching this episode. A lot of it stems from his mother um, being a person who wants to care about the community and give back to the community. And he has a natural care to want to help people. Um, it just so happens that he created something that we're all using nowadays. And almost everything that we have as technology, he's had his hand on in some way. Does that make him a bad guy? No, not necessarily. Did he do it through some ruthless efforts? Probably. But at this stage in his life, it is really about, I got an obligation to do something, to do something right. Here's my chance. I'm going to do something right. And he's doing something right. And she is doing something right. And she talked a lot about how there's not many women who are going into computer programming and specifically artificial intelligence and the development of artificial intelligence. And she's like, that's a huge disservice. um, Because this is going to be the next step. This is going to be the next iteration, just as big as computers were or cell phones were, this is going to be the next step that's going to change the world exponentially. And if the right people aren't having a voice as to how this is shaped and built then it's going to exclude people. She made a point of when she got into computers, the um, the rate of women going into the field was like 37%, and now it's like 23 And that's not good. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who you ask them what they want to be, and I think right now, Probably half of every graduating class, I'm just making this number up, but probably half of the graduating class either thinks they're going to play sports professionally, they're going to become a YouTube star, or they're going to play video games professionally, or be an Instagram model. (laughs) Now, I don't have statistics, but I guarantee you, they're not going to do any of those things. Maybe... Point one one, one, one point zero, zero 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 one percent of those people are gonna actually achieve that. Everybody else is gonna end up doing jobs. Now, what if there was an influence to go, hey, why don't you get in computers? Why don't you get into AI? Why don't you get into how we're gonna use self-driving cars? How you know? Why don't you get into this field that's gonna change the world? I say that just to talk about this. I watched this show on Netflix uh, with my wife yesterday called The Queen's Gambit or Queen's Gambit. I don't know. if it's, uh, Anyway, Queen's Gambit. It's about chess. It's about a woman in chess. Um, I don't think it's a real story. I think it's a made up story, uh, but it's it's a great story. I did not expect to enjoy it my wife actually woke up really early the other day and started watching it because a friend of her suggested it and she was like it's really good because i didn't i didn't expect it was going to be this good but it was really good and uh and so i watched it and i was like this is good this is really good i mean one of the things they kept saying though was that she was one of the only women that were in this grandmaster circle of champions and how women typically don't get into chess and don't play chess and a lot of them aren't allowed to play chess. That's the part that bothers me is the not allowed to play. But she had a gift for it. This character in this movie had a gift for it. Melinda Gates had a gift for computer programming. That's how she met Bill. All I'm saying is, use your gifts. whatever your gift is. If it's talking to people, if it's helping people, whatever. Use your gifts. You only have a limited amount of time on this planet. Do what you can to help other people. That's it. That's all I got to say about that. I've listened to a lot of podcasts. I listened to uh, several of the Bill Burt podcasts and Two Bears, One Cave, which is hilarious. Um, I listened to uh, Burt Kreischer's podcasts. Um the bird cast. Lots of good stuff out there, but you got to find your own thing. You got to find whatever floats your boat. If I'm what floats your boat, that's great. Let me know if I'm, if I'm having any kind of help in your environment or if I help your day go along better, let me know. This is great. I appreciate it. It helps encourage me to keep doing it. Um, I know I had said that I was going to do a podcast with Kelvin mental health expert a new you counseling center here in Florence, South Carolina. Um, we had to change plans. It is going to come up, but it's just, just it's on hold right now. Um, something came up. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed my wife and her friends on um, stuff she said the last episode uh, 269. I went back and listened to it. I told her, I said, you're doing a much better job of speaking into the microphones and, everybody's doing a better job of talking about whatever is important to them. And even Cheryl who used to be really quiet is now talking and being, you know, a part of the group. She used to be so shy about talking on the, on the thing. And I was like this, that nobody cares. Like just if I can do it, anybody can do it. That's, that's what I'm trying to tell everybody. Okay. So again, happy veterans day. Thank you to everybody for uh, tuning in and listening to the podcast. Appreciate everybody reaching out during my injury and giving me some, uh, well wishes. Um, with that being said, I'm going to cut this off. Um, please rate, review, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed already, please do. Uh, it helps the podcast and, uh, go check out the merch on the website, www.stuffiheard.com. Okay. Thanks for listening. Cue the cow.